Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... Ken Russi. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. You, uh, you may notice a little bit of audio differences on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, laptop does not have a mic. Uh record mic uh jack the one, mm-hmm. the one the one millimeter joint yeah didn't have one of those so i'm using a different uh thing to record my audio right. so just just a heads up so those of you that have those ears uh you know will notice a difference <laughs> if you do if yeah. not all the better of course <laughs> yeah yeah if you can't tell a difference keep listening <laughs> Even if you can, keep listening, yeah. because we're going to still do the same thing we do every week. Talk about video games. <laughs> I was going to say take over the world, but, you know. <laughs> well. That's a reference for uh, the, the people my age. Yeah. Are you <laughs> pondering what I'm pondering, Byron? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's funny, it's funny I make that old reference, because this episode, we're really going to show our age. Yeah, <laughs> because we're gonna talk about uh, childhood gaming and some of our experiences with that. Right, that's the so plan, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna know we're both two just old fossils <laughs> out here trying to be with young Ooh. kids. God, if you're a fossil, I'm a dinosaur, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I am. I am the beetle that's in the. Uh, in the gemstone. That's me. <laughs> oh, okay. That's me. I thought we was talking about like a Volkswagen Beetle. Like. Oh, no. Nah, nah, not that. Do you remember that Beetle game? Like it was the racing, the Volkswagen Beetle racing game? Oh, man. I think so. Yeah. I think I do. Like it was, it was, I gotta admit, it was one of the craziest, silliest games ever. But I just loved how crazy and silly it was because every car was a Volkswagen Beetle. Like, it was like the new Beetle because they brought it back yeah. um, after a long absence. And so you just had your different colors for your car riders. But you would do stuff like you would jump over like an active volcano that was like spewing stuff. And <laughs> and I swear I remember there was a dinosaur uh, area where they would like run across and you didn't want to get stomped by them and stuff. I feel like it was an arcade game. Like you would see it in arcades? It could have been. Well, I, I, I played it on the Nintendo 64. Oh. Like where I, yeah, where I grew up, there were no arcades. Like you'd go to the pizza joint for the arcade, and they had like two. So right. <laughs> Yeah, two games. Yeah. And it was the same two games yeah, for like your entire game. school years. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. That's all you get. No, well, it was more like um, like the gun shooting games. Oh, yeah, like Time Crisis and all that stuff. Western gun shooting games. <laughs> oh, so not Time Crisis. Got it. No. <laughs> nope. No, like House of the Dead? Uh, no. I mean, there, there were the sort of games that you'd play once and be done with them, and you never want to spend your quarters again. <laughs> Fair. Like, for me, that's how it was, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't really get a whole lot of arcade experience in my childhood. Fair enough. Arcades for me were sort of a. This is not related to the topic at all, but in a way, in a way, it is. <laughs> it kind of is. is. Yeah, yeah we're... it kind of is. Yeah, 
Roll with it, exactly. It's cool. But no, like arcades for me were, uh, they were prevalent, but not enough to where I could just go and spend, you know, spend some time there if I really wanted to. I had to go out of my way to sort of go to sort of get to any of them. Right. Um, but you know, I, I actually remember. Arcades. Sorry, <clears throat> I remember we um, uh, we went out to the big city to visit. Uh, one of my mom's friends. A big sitter. Yeah. And uh, they they ended up going to Chuck E. Cheese. Like, everybody went to Chuck E. Cheese. And That's I remember... Fun. Yeah, I remember going there, and it was like... They had, like, probably ten arcade machines, but, you know, I'm just a little kid. I'm like... <gasps> like, yeah. oh, my goodness, look at yeah. all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. NBA Jam. They actually had NBA Jam Ooh, there. Yeah. Yeah. I played it. I I think I put in my my code name. <laughs> <laughs> I played a lot of like uh, Tekken in arcades. That was where I first fell in love with Tekken. Was arcades. Really? Like, yeah, Tekken and some of the other fighting games. I was just like, oh, these are great. I love these things. But um, some of my favorite arcade experiences though were just playing like the um the the, the time crisis Jurassic Park the Jurassic Park the Jurassic Park arcade game was one of my favorites because I love dinosaurs as a kid so um, if you're familiar with the arcade game for Jurassic Park it was like oh you know you go there and things are immediately going to shit so <laughs> in the in the little like uh, trailer I guess for the for the game where it's scrolling and saying, please, please enter a corner or whatever. Right. There's a part where they show the, the, the T-Rex and the big chase. And he's chasing you and you're in the car. And you look back, trying to shoot the mouth and everything. It was just, if, you, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. So it, is it a gun shooter game or yeah. like racer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a shooter. But, man, it was so much fun. And the, 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 um, the, it was, I'm trying to think how to describe it. So you know how like some of those some of these games will have uh, like rumble effects and stuff like 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 nowadays what's controlled about vibrations and stuff yeah like that well the the arcade arcade um, machine for the Jurassic Park game it was shaped like it was shaped like the like the truck so you were physically sitting down in the truck and. You would, you would look, you okay. were looking at the cab, it playing the game while sitting down, and the truck would rumble and vibrate, and it would move with <laughs> the game. So it was just, it was uh, atmospheric, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it had, you could hear all the like the thunder and lightning and the dinosaur roars coming from the speakers in the in the cabinet and stuff. It was super dope. Yep. Like I said, if you played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you listening, you know what I'm talking about when I say when I say that. Yeah. But M- NBA Jam though, arcades, like, oh yeah, definitely, man, love it. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, what's uh to to sort of get into the discussion fully now? First 
gaming console and the first video game that you remember playing? I remember having uh, an original Nintendo, an NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, and uh, there was games, of course, that uh, I played as a child. And I, I think I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, that my mom has a picture of us kids playing on the Nintendo Entertainment System. In the picture that she took is us playing one of the Mega Man games. Oh, okay. Like the original Mega Mans. And so I know that um, Mega Man is one of the first games that I played. Obviously, probably Super Mario Brothers was probably the first. Uh, especially because, you know, when we bought the system, it probably came with Super Mario Brothers. Um, but I remember that picture, and I have such a fascination nowadays with Mega Man that I can only assume it stems from when I was younger, you know, before I can even remember that that was one of the first games I ever played. That's that's fair. Mega Man, uh, for me, was one of those games that I never really got into as a kid. Like, I knew about it and everything, but it just, it didn't click with me as a kid. It bored you. Um, <laughs> it, it, and not, not, that it, not that it bored me, it just, I don't know, it just wasn't, it wasn't my kind of game. Uh, mostly because it had to do a lot with platforming and stuff like that, and I was more of a sports kid growing up. I mean, I still am, but uh, sports games, well, well, we'll save that one for the next thing. I don't want to go too far here in the process. Right. Um, my, uh... My first gaming console, I remember, because I wanted the Nintendo 64 for Christmas, and instead got the uh, Super Nintendo, <laughs> nice. which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, it, it's cool. Uh, but so yeah. my first, my first gaming experience, I remember I have this as well because it was on video. My parents got it on video, and I don't know if we still have it or not. But um, I was playing uh, Killer Killer Instinct. And you know, just talking to talking to the character in, in the game, I think I was fighting Cinder. Um, and as uh, TJ Combo, <laughs> that sounds but, about right. Yeah, but but anyway, Killer Instinct was was the first video game that I remember playing. Um, and it's it's weird because being being a kid, uh, Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat were the first two games that I played. And have fond memories of playing, when really, probably shouldn't been playing those games. <laughs> yeah, it's like you've told me stuff now where it's like they wouldn't let you play certain games. I was gonna get into that later, but yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so right. so that seems um, a bit skitty wonkus. That it's like. Here, here's two games where you fight and murder guys, but then later down the road, no, you're not getting those games. Yeah. <laughs> like, <ATA>, no. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of funny, but yeah. No, I mean that's but, cool. I actually own Killer Instinct uh, for the Super Nintendo as well. Let me say something. Okay. It's super hard. Oh yeah. Killer Instinct is super hard. Hold up, bro. When the when when the Xbox uh, One came first came out, they were like. We're bringing back Killer Instinct, and we're and we're you know bringing it back for the new generation. Okay, I was all over it. Cool. We're also gonna include the classic Killer Instinct. Cool. And I played it. 
I played both the Xbox One version and you know the old one that they included with it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is still hard. The newer one was easier for me than the older one yeah. was. This makes no sense at all. Riptor was tearing me apart, bro. I was Saberwolf, yeah. and Riptor was tearing me apart. It was ridiculous. Like, how are we supposed to play this game? I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I remember it being really difficult. Yeah, like I, I, I was never one to do all the fancy combos and stuff. Right. Back back in the day. Now, because of the way the combo system works in Killer Instinct, I can do it with no problem. But <clears throat> back then, it's not happening. Yeah, I I think um, like uh, when we played, me and my brother, um, we would always play as Cinder, and that's because he had the easiest combos to pull off in the game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we could get uh, relatively high combos with him just because they were that easy. Yeah, and I really liked uh, Jago. I like right. Jago and CJ Combo, and those are my two favorite characters in the in the game right. uh, back back in the day. And of course, Saber Wolf, because as a kid, I'm like, oh wait, and, well, Saber Wolf, and, Saber Wolf and, and and Riptor both. I'm like, what? I can fight as a dinosaur and a werewolf. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't so, rem- I don't remember the, the name, but there's the ice dude. Glacius. Glacius, yeah. So we would we would sometimes switch it up and play as him, but. For the most part, it, it was only, um, <laughs> sorry, it was it was only Cinder. I was just remembering, uh, the chick. What's her name? Orchid. Orchid. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember when, uh, my brother had figured out the combo that made her like expose her chest <laughs> to the enemy, and they'd go like, ooh, and and I think she'd like rip I out their heart or something. That. Jeez. Yeah, but no, they that. they had that in there. She would like, f- you couldn't see anything because she'd like pull yeah. her thing apart, and you'd just see that. But they would get like all wide eyed and like hearts in love, and then she'd like, um, rip out their heart. I think or something like that. Nice. <laughs> or they would just die from excitement. I, I remember yeah. it was their it was one of her finishing moves, like her fatalities, if you will. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but. I remember as a kid thinking how crazy that was. Yeah, and Orchid. Orchid was a lot of fun to play as, too, just because she was really fast. And I've always liked fast characters in fighting games, so that's sort of where that stems from. Orchid and Jago were two of the faster characters in the game, from what I remember. So I liked playing as them because, again, they were really fast. So, yeah. But, man, I, I, um, I remember seeing, seeing the video years later... And being like, man, I was talking a lot of smack and probably getting my butt kicked by the by the hard AF uh, AI. Yeah. Cause I feel like that was that was one of those arcade games though, where it's like where it's meant to be super hard. So put your quarters in there, and give them all your money. <laughs> yeah, I I think you're correct. That's where the the gameplay stemmed from. Let's yeah. make it so hard that you have to pay a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah. All right. I never got I never got to Fulgore on the uh on the home version. Never did. The farthest up the ladder I ever got was maybe to like the fourth or fifth person on a good day, which was usually someone like Thunder. The, That's a good uh, question. Did the, we the, ever the, beat the, it? Yeah, dude. I don't remember. 
And I remember in Mortal Kombat 2, the highest I ever got up the ladder was to Shang Tsung. And but and and that's really high up on the ladder, so you know that's really high. That's yeah, like third to the end, because it's it goes up to Shang Tsung, and then you fight Goro, and then it's Shao Kahn. Yeah, uh, we could always get up to Goro, and uh, maybe Shao Kahn if we were lucky, but we we never beat Shao Kahn. Like <laughs> that I that I remember, like he was super effing hard. Yeah, I never got to Shao Kahn. Never. Never got to go either. Like I said, I got to Shang Tsung. And it was, well, it's one of those things where I would sit there for hours trying to beat this dude, Shang Tsung, because I'm like, I get so close to beating him, and I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. Next turn, I got it. I got it. Doesn't happen. And then you go back the next day, you try again. You know, you get up to him again. Doesn't happen. But, you know. Yeah. For those for those days, it was uh, it was really fun, for me anyway. Yeah. Spent a lot of time. Spent a lot of time as a youth, sitting on my uh, sitting in in a chair, because my TV where the Nintendo was, was in the kitchen. You know, wow. so I spent a lot of time because it was sitting on top of the TV that was in our kitchen. So I would have a little chair, a little chair. I sit in the chair and have the game sitting there and just play. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone playing video games in their kitchen. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> just it, one of those things where I just remember spending most of my time doing that. Um, as well as, you know, going to school and things like that. But when I get home, right. it's just video games. Yeah. Kind of like now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Funny how things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, like, what... um. I guess moving moving a little forward here, uh, what kinds of games did uh, did you play growing up? You know, there wasn't really a game I didn't play. Like for us, we we didn't have like a whole lot of money that I remember as a kid, so um, we really rented uh, games from our local video store. Yeah, and. You know, my my dad, I think he loved uh, RPGs, so I'd play a lot of RPGs because that's what, you know, he would play. Like, uh, just to give you an idea, um, he would sleep during the day and play games uh, pretty much at night. Okay. Um, like, he was a, he was a disabled, retired uh, veteran. Gotcha. Okay. So he didn't uh, work. So he would though spend, uh, be up like most of the night. Like he would usually go to bed at, at around seven o'clock, and then he would be asleep till about four. So, um, but he he wouldn't obviously start playing games. Like you know, it wasn't like he played games all the time. Like that's what he would do. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but what he would do is usually once uh, everyone had gone to bed around ten. Uh, a clock or so he'd start playing games and um obviously some nights or on the weekends you know I'd get to stay up with him and watch him uh play the games um and so I think that's where my my love of RPGs is is because that's what uh, he would uh, he would play that's what he liked a lot he loved yeah. the the story games as much as I do now 
Um, in fact, later on, once I got a job, I would actually like buy games for him to play so that I could watch them. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so that's kind of where I went. Obviously I would play fighting games and shooting games and I've already talked about like side scrollers like Mario and, and Mega Man. And, and so I, I really, there wasn't a game I didn't like, you know, we would even play, uh, like Madden, like I, uh, I was able to get my dad to, to join up with me and and beat the CPU uh, for there a couple nights, and we'd play and like I'd be the quarterback or he'd be the quarterback and and so uh, we had a lot of fun doing that too. There you go. That's mm-hmm. what's up. But yeah, there, I mean, there really wasn't a game uh, that I I didn't play in general that I I didn't play as a kid and it's kind of evolved into my adulthood because there isn't a game that I won't play unless it's like a gross game. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> unless it's something like Resident Evil seven where you're sticking your hand down a chopped off head's body and like trying to pull out a key and shit. Like, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was the other part of my question is uh did taste change as you got older so yeah for you for you it's more so like you will play most games unless it's you know gross gory or whatever that's not yeah. back. <clears throat> and you know um i don't and maybe i do have as much time but i don't feel like i have as much time as i did as a kid so i don't really play a lot of role-playing games that take a lot of time like i'll start them maybe and then i end up never finishing them I mean, that's actually, um, that reminds me of a story, too, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead, please. Um, for it. Because that reminds me, uh, you remember Blockbuster, right? Yeah, man. You remember how they would have the, the three-night, two-day rentals? Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, we rented... Five days, guys. It's five days. No, that's that's three days. Five days. <laughs> no, no, because no, you would rent it, you would get it that night, you would get it that day, and again that night, and then you'd get it like that day, and you'd have to return it before that night. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it enough. was like three days, two nights. Um, is that's how they worded it to make it sound like you were getting more. Right. But no, so it, it was pretty much three, um, full days, uh, that you get to play it. And we rented uh, Final Fantasy II for the Super Nintendo. And I started that game, and I played it through all the way until almost the end. Like, I was at the end. I was at the end boss, and it was like, they were like, we have to return this. And I'm like, let me just, let me just, I'm I'm almost there. I'm so, I'm so close. And I actually died at the final boss. And I was like, no. I spent all this time getting to that point and died and it made me feel so sad. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh I guess that speaks to how much I feel like I had time like uh I pretty much played that game non-stop. I, you know, I took eating breaks, bathroom breaks, uh and obviously this was, you know, during summer, so no school. Um but, you know, I'd play it late into the night. I'd wake up in the morning. First thing I'd do, I wouldn't even go to the bathroom. I'd turn on Final Fantasy 2, you know, try and try and get to the end. Because that right. was my goal, was to try and beat this before I had to return this game. Right. And I almost did it. So, 
I feel like I had more time. Like, I feel like I don't have that much time to do that uh, in my adulthood here. So, uh, I don't really play RPGs as much as I'd like to. If I had more time, I definitely would. But I feel like I just don't have that much time. And so, I, I play games that are quick fixes. And that's probably why I play so many sports games. Because you can get in a quick, you know, game 30 minutes, an hour maybe. And you're good. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that uh, that though, um, is one of those things where, like you said, you feel like you don't have as much time as you did when you were younger, and really, you kind of don't. Because mm-hmm. really, when when you when you're young, when you're a child, you know, a, li- a a literal child here, um, you don't have a, you don't have as many responsibilities. You have probably a school. And if you're in, you know, a sports program or some sort of after-school thing or whatever, you know, there's that. But other than that, that's it. Right. And if you do, if you do chores at home, that's really all you have. When you're an adult, you have a lot of other things you have to do besides if you have a job. Right. You know, paying bills, uh, managing your social life, <laughs> uh, you know, and other things as well so it's not it's it's a lot more going there's a lot more going on now than when we were kids we have a lot more going on for ourselves so yeah you're right don't have as much time um i'm gonna come back to the whole beating a game in one sitting or whatever <laughs> thing in a minute though. i'm gonna do that okay because that brings, that brings up another point to the whole thing um but mostly for me the kinds of games that I played growing up, besides like Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct, for some reason, uh, I mostly played sports games. Uh, right. My dad, my dad was uh, really in sports, which got me into sports in turn. And uh, sports games were, were were my jam. Played a lot of sports games. I played some really bad, some really bad Super Nintendo sports games. I'll tell you that much. Ah <laughs> uh, man, one of them that comes to mind is Roger Clemens baseball. So check this out. The teams were all fictional. Okay. Um, they had teams like the Baltimore Crabs and so on and so forth. And um, the, um, the the ball, whenever whenever you hit the ball and was in the air, it would make a sound as it would as it would go across the screen and into the outfield or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, it was it was so bad. But I had a blast with it because baseball is my favorite sport but there was that i played i played i i had i wish i still oh i think i still do have it uh but ken griffey jr's winning run on uh, nintendo yeah that was that was one of my favorite baseball games next to i had a i had a bunch of baseball games so like i had i had the roger Clemens baseball one i had sport the sporting news baseball game I had uh I had the ESP. sporting news baseball game. Yeah. With with the uh with the uh the, the cornfield the, the 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 field of dreams as a field in the game. I don't remember the cornfield. What I remember was like everything you picked was out of an actual newspaper. <laughs> like that was the menu system. That's what I remember most about it was that everything was like a menu system. And it was more, I feel like the game was more about that menu system than actually, <laughs> the, the yeah, the actual game itself. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. I dig but that. that's what I remember by it. But I, yeah, I, go ahead. Sorry, I, I traded, if I recall, I traded that in. Like, there was a point in my life 
where I was like, I'm not playing these games, so I'll trade it in. And now yeah. I'm an adult. I'm like, why did I trade those in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But yeah, continue on. And it, it's funny that you say that because I remember, I don't remember that one in particular, but there was another one that I had. And it might have been like the second one or whatever. Uh, but that game actually had Barry Bonds in it, which was kind of weird. Because going a little further into getting older, Barry Bonds wasn't a part of the game's because his license wasn't a part of the uh, uh, ML ML uh, B, BPA or whatever. Mm. But anyway, anyway, um, there yeah there was sporting, sporting news baseball, ESPN baseball tonight with Chris Berman. It was a pixelated version of Chris Berman, and he would read the you know they'd have his little cameo appearance before the game and talk about the two teams playing. And the game had the game had such wonderful commentary as nice leather when you make when you make a, a diving catch in the in the field, <laughs> or you know, or the umpire with his very monotone strike one, yeah. ball two, and just so, things like that. And in Chris Berman's signature, back 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 back, gone for a home run or something like that. So. Right. Uh, it's just like that was that was so great. Um, but it was in addition to baseball, it was football. So, you know, I had things like Madden 90. Was it 90, 92, 93? Mm -hmm. I think it was 92. Madden 92. I had Tech Mobile. I had um, Troy Aikman's football, which was pretty fun, but also kind of bad. Um, I love playing the game in the snow because all the crazy could happen. I would, I would I would make Dallas play in the snow at home because it was hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, and Tecmo Bowl, that was my jam back in the day. It's my jam. I would use the Packers or Brett Favre, and it would just go off on everybody. It was great. There was another one, uh, NFL Quarterback Club. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that game. I forget which year which year I had. But I know I had quarterback club for sure. Well, the Super Nintendo didn't have... Well, no, they had 96, I think. They had NFL quarterback club and then NFL quarterback club 96. It may have been 96. And then they they moved on to, I think, the other consoles, I think. Yeah, it may have been 96 is one that I had. I also had a college football game just called NCAA Football. And that was the whole thing. That was like the whole intro. It was yeah. cool. And you had back when back when Hawaii was called the Rainbow Warriors, they're the Warriors, um, and you had and the, the players were just numbers, so you know there were no there was no like generate generate names for players. No, it was just numbers, my guy. Yep. And oh, man, uh, bat, but, I mean basketball games. Okay. I'm just gonna go to the whole of sports games here. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you got, um, you got. Uh, I had NBA Live. I don't remember which year it was, but I had an NBA Live game. I had. Sorry, I'm gonna butt in. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. One million oh, hours later, <laughs> and now we're on to golf games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. no, but but you 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 get the point though. I I played a lot of sports games growing up as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, that was my jam. Still is. But yeah. my taste, well, I remember uh, live. But yeah, like ahead. I actually, um, I got to a point where I was playing live, and I was like, 
I want to play a super long game. And I was playing at night, and then I was, uh, got, I think, like, halfway through the game, and I was, like, starting to, like, you know, that fall asleep, my eyes are closing. And so I just paused the game, fell asleep. When I woke back up, oh, I still have a game to play. So I unpaused it and finished the game. <laughs> that that happened to me during the uh, PlayStation One days. I was playing yep. one of the college, one of the NCAA NCAA, NCAA football games, and I was playing it. I want I wanted to play a super long game like you. You know, let's see how long it let's see how long it take. Start playing it, fall asleep, wake up, controller still in my hands because I'm you know, finish the game or whatever. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So definitely, but. My taste uh, did change as I got older, because as you said, as you said earlier, though, um, you are right in that I wasn't allowed to play certain games. Um, I think it was as I started getting older was when that went into that went into play. So things like GTA, uh, no, not happened in my house, which is why I was mostly in sports games because those were ones I was for sure gonna play. Um, but I did want to go back the, oh, the, um, the save thing that I was going to ask, did Final Fantasy, if you remember, had to have a save system in it? Because most games that I played didn't have save systems in them besides like the sports games. And even then ESPN baseball tonight didn't have one. You had a little code that you would use to keep your season going or whatever. Mm hmm. So for, like for NBA the, Jam, for uh, ESPN Baseball Tonight. Oh, Baseball Tonight. It had a code system. Right. Like, hey, put in this code because your season. Like, can I just save it? No. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I remember Fantasy. the same thing for Jam. You like put in a code, and because you would play, like even with the arcade version, you would play one game against like the lowest ranked person, and then you'd do the next version and the next version. And, <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, you would keep that like password system in. So you put in like your code and then the password system, yeah. uh, and that would get you to your next game so that you weren't playing the same people over and over and it would keep track of your record that way too. Yeah. Which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, yeah, baseball tonight. Yeah. Did you, did uh, Final Fantasy have a, have a safe system in it or did you just play that all at one time? Final Fantasy had uh, the safe, excuse me, the safe system built in. They had batteries. In fact, <clears throat> the original Final Fantasy was one of the first games that actually had a battery pack built in for your saves. Oh. Like back on the original Nintendo. Oh, okay. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was one of the first games that did that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that could be bad if if. The battery went dead. You were playing it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> very much so. I could imagine a lot of heartbreak for some people. I'd imagine if they didn't uh, finish it or whatever, or it went bad on them, like you said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it it, it they did. It, I mean, it had a save system, and I obviously saved, but yeah. I don't remember I ever like quitting on it. You know. Got you. Got you. I remember doing it so much as a kid because I always, I always had to win as a kid. I was so competitive. Always yeah. Had to win. I would I would reset the game if I was losing because you had a little reset button on the on the uh, on the SNES. Yeah. Hit that and start it again. 
I didn't lose. What are you talking about? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Great. But um, what uh, what was one what was one of your favorite games from your childhood? You can have multiples. I don't really care. Game or games, because I'm pretty sure we all have multiple favorites. Can't pick just one. Wait, wait. From my childhood? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's lots. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> um, all the time, if you like. No. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with a a special game, the uh for me. And uh, rather than it's probably one that most people. I would guess don't even know about mm-hmm. um never played probably but one of my favorite games was uh it, it was two sets of games um one was for the nes and, and the other was for the super nes but they're pretty much the the same game um but uh little ninja brothers is what it was called and then the super uh version was super little ninja brothers <laughs> Um, but it, it was a, uh, co-op RPG and it was kind of different how they did stuff because you would have, um, like the two, uh, ninjas, they were ninja brothers and it had like a final fantasy overworld where you would go out, um, you know, buy stuff, you go into, uh, places and, and dungeons and whatever, um, like a normal uh, Final Fantasy would, and you would uh, buy equipment to upgrade your stats, and you would level up in that. Um, but when you got into a battle, it would go into a little kind of boxed um, Double Dragon style of beat-em-up. And so you would have guys coming uh, from outside the screen to try and, and get you and you would like punch him, jump and kick or, you know, kick him or whatever. And you'd, you'd beat him up. Um, like you would in a beat him up and you yeah. would get points and that would level you up. Um, but that's, that's not where the game stopped because they, they had other gameplays where you would go into like a dungeon and it would treat it like a side scroller. And so now you got to like run across and like jump these gaps and and certain areas would require you to have certain ninja skills so that you could actually clear them and continue on. Ah. Uh-huh. And so it did a lot of mixing of um the genres here. Um because the final uh, bit that I had was that whenever you got to like a boss guy, a main boss, it would switch over to a classic um Final Fantasy Dragon Quest style uh, battle. Turn-based combat? Yeah, turn-based is That's the word I'm looking for. But you would play it with a friend. Ooh, so cool. um, I actually, uh, again, played it with my father um, a lot because he liked those sort of games. And that's what uh, we would play is, you know, he would be player one, I'd be player two. And we'd uh, go out, beat some bad guys and and beat him up <laughs> win the yeah. game um and so that that one has a special place in my heart because uh, i would play that a lot with my dad but it it also it it had so many different game styles in it that it made it difficult to get bored with the game you know yeah definitely that's so, really that sounds really cool 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we should play it one day just so you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like see it for myself. Yeah, because it's it's so awesome. Like, I, I wish they would make uh, a new one of those. Like that would yeah. be super awesome. Maybe when I make my way up to where you are, we'll have to get together and play that. Yeah. At some point. Well, there's also uh, Adventures of Lolo. That's another game that I wish they'd make a sequel of. I love that game. What was that one? Cause I don't I don't remember that one either. Oh, Adventures of Lolo. Yeah. Well, they actually had three sequels. <laughs> um, a fourth one came out long time ago too, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, it didn't get released in America. So you played as this blue kind of slime ball thingy that looks a lot like the Dragon Quest slime ball thingy. <laughs> um, and you're going up this castle uh, because this evil wizard guy has kidnapped uh, Lala, which is your pink uh, slime girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was a puzzle game. And so usually what you had to do was you had to kind of set the puzzle up in a way um, because you're going out collecting these hearts. And once you grabbed all the hearts, uh, the monsters would awaken or become alive. And so you'd have to get to the door before the monsters got you. And so sometimes it was just a simple, you know, grab grab all the hearts in the right order and then, you know, get your butt to the door. Um, but sometimes you would have to, like, uh, move enemies. Because the only way to move enemies was to blow bubbles. And certain stages would have a limited number of bubbles you could blow. But you'd blow the bubbles and you'd move that enemy in front. Like, there was a, a Medusa head. And if you walked in front of a Medusa head, it would see you in instant death. Oh. So, to get around that, you would block their view with an enemy. Um, or, if there was a rock, they couldn't see past rocks. And so, yeah, so it's it's just this uh, puzzle. There was something like, I think there was eight floors and there was ten levels per floor. So there's about 80 different puzzles that you'd have to get through. And some of them super complicated, some of them super easy. Right. And you would just uh, go through the, the puzzles till you got to the door, got to the second floor. So there wasn't any battling or killing or anything on it. It was just... Um, you figuring out which would be best, you know, how how do you solve this and you get to the next stage. Hmm. Okay. That's not, yeah. That sounds pretty cool though, also. Yeah. Well it it's a game that I wish they would make a sequel. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Fair. But, Fair enough. Yeah, no, they're good. I think uh oh one of my uh favorite games from my childhood what besides like besides uh like the Street Fighter, Street Fighter um, Street Fighter Two or whatever, or more even more, okay. more even more combative for that matter was uh, tur- turtles yeah, turtles in time, turtles in time oh yes. yeah I remember that, that that was such, that was man that game was so much fun for me me my brother and um, few friends in the neighborhood. We would all get together and play it sometimes. We had a we had a bunch of Nicks in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We had three of them, three of them, three of them to be to be, to be exact. And um, we had Big Nick, Little Nick, and just Nick. Um, and uh, Big Nick, 
we would go over his house because he lived two like three doors down from me where i used to live right and uh i spent most of my childhood but um we go over there and we all me me my brother and uh big nick would all get together and we'd all play turtles in time and the only time we ever beat the game was when we were with him we played it pretty much we pretty, pretty much all day we marathoned it and eventually okay. beat it and that was my first time ever beating that game and that's one of the fondest, mem- fondest memories I have as a kid is beating that game just because it was so much fun <laughs> sorry I'm trying to like adjust the mic and adjust the head the headset that I'm using so if you hear a lot of moving around that's what that is okay yeah but no um that that game is oh man the the uh, the aesthetic of it, the art style, the, the the combat was a lot of fun, and um, it was it was just that was just like pure fun. In my opinion, it was just pure fun. If you played it, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. No, I I played Turtles in Time. In fact, I think I played all the Turtles games, but Turtles in Time was one of my favorite. Yeah. I think my favorite level in that in that game, for say conversation, is the one where you're in the sewer. Which is strange because nowadays I don't like video game water, but um, but um, but the sewer level is one of my favorites because of, just because of the music and the level alone. Right. But really, all the all the music from that but, game. Wait, you level, like the one with like, the the pizza? Yeah, the pizza monsters where they're jumping out. They like yeah, they look like yep, aliens, yep. but they're yep. pizza. Yep, that's what they were. <laughs> I thought they were aliens. No, no, no. I'm if, legit serious. I thought they were aliens the whole time. No, if you watch the um, <laughs> the the cartoon series that it's based off of, they were pizza monsters. Oh, that makes a lot of sense now. Makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that that level where you had to fight the boss at the end that was in the boat thing, and he was shooting guns at you, or whatever, and you were riding on like the, I guess surfboards or whatever. I don't call right, them skip the right. waterboard, but no. Right, they were surfboards. Yeah, but yeah, that was oh man, so good, so so good. Other than that, that was probably one of one of my many sports games, like Tecmo Bowl. Always a classic. Oh yeah. In fact I've I've actually considered buying the uh the Tecmo Bowl Xbox three sixty uh game. Yeah. That they have because it's backwards compatible. Oh. Um I've considered buying that so that I can <laughs> get a Tecmo Bowl fix. Yeah. But I don't know. Part of me is like yeah. I love Tecmo Bowl but I miss the NFL license, you know? Right. Does it not have NFL license teams in it? No, because uh, Madden owns oh, the yep, NFL yep. rights, they and they won't give it up to anybody. Yep, makes sense. I just forgot for a second that I wasn't sure. If, I didn't remember whether the 361 had. So it's, it's all fictional teams, I'm assuming? Yes. I mean, I think they're all from the cities they're supposed to be from. But, yeah, it's all fictional. That could be cool, though, because there were some great fictional players on these teams because matter of fact uh like uh the kangaroo the kangaroo junior games baseball games 
those weren't licensed games. The only player who was licensed in the game was Griffey himself. Everyone else was a, was a fictional made-up player. And they had some great names. I don't remember any of them right now, but I could tell you they had some great names. Just because I know how this works. <laughs> so, though, I think my next favorite one would have to be Kangaroo Jr.'s winning, winning run. That would put a lot mm-hmm. of time into it. Right. And, you know, play, playing as Mariners, playing as Griffey, part of the appeal. So, yeah. Didn't even didn't even use the Orioles, just Griffey. Just Griffey and the Mariners, because cover boy. Could, could you not, like, mess with the rosters and, like, put all your favorite stars on one team? There was a way, there was a way where you, like, I know if you were doing the season mode, you could trade players and, and, and things like that, but I don't remember if there's a way to beef your team up and get the best players on your team. Right. I don't remember that, but I and I know most of those games though didn't allow you to actually like edit players either. So ratings and that and that sort of stuff you couldn't do either. So you just had to work with what you had, which was fine for, you know, most things. Right. But a lot of those uh things back back then it was uh simple i guess because technology was i know i want to say simple but you know what i mean well it, it definitely wasn't simple it required a no, lot yeah, more yeah, work it but it didn't require teams of hundreds versus teams of you know like 10 like you get yeah. a game out with 10 people as opposed to now you need like a team of 100 people just to get a game out yeah because there's so much stuff now. Speaking of speaking of, of things in the now, though, we should probably head to the new segment, yeah? Sure, let's let's do that. <laughs> like that segue? That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten for a segue. Would recommend. <laughs> Would recommend again. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go ahead and jump start this one this week, if you'd like. Sure. Sure. So uh, I'm super excited for Super Mega Baseball 2. It finally got a release date. So Metalhead Software, uh, they showed off an an in-depth gameplay video a few days ago showcasing some of the refinements and improvements in the game. Improvements to the ego difficulty and the mojo confidence uh, system that they have in the game. They are also now uh, tracking errors and unearned runs. And the uh, big addition for 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 me anyway is uh, the allowing of saving games in progress, which is really nice because right. most sports games, it, depending on the game, you can't do that now, which is kind of crazy. Right. You either play the whole game in one sitting. Or you don't. Yep. So it's great. It's, it's, you know, when you're playing a game and something comes up. Okay, cool. Let me save it real quick. I'll come back to it and finish it later. Which is really nice. So that's also, that's, that's a big thing. Um, the game will have three DLC add-ons that will be available at launch. They'll be between like three, 349 and 449 as far as price goes. 
Mm -hmm. And those are going to add more uh, cosmetic options for uh, for to to further you know the cosmetic options in the game. So if you don't know, Super Super Mega Baseball is a completely uh, fictional game with fictional characters, and some of these characters have some great names. Like in in the first game, there's a there's a there's a character. Uh, her name is uh, Irene Irene Fast. And um, there's just like the, the names are just crazy like that. Um, the art style in the first one's more of a uh, uh, I guess we can call it comical because the players have like ridiculous proportioned heads and the bodies are a little weird and things like that. But they have brought the art style towards realism. So the okay. player the players are proportioned somewhat realistically now they're, they're still it still has that charm of it being you know a little out there a little wonky but no more uh, big heads yeah like le less of that yeah body bodies will still be a little bigger on certain players because they're like the heavy hitter guys or whatever um but cool thing though is you can customize uh every team in the game if you want you can customize the names you can customize the equipment they wear you can customize the 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 team the team name and the colors themselves. So uh, that's going to lead to a lot of people just make come in with all sorts of crazy different things. I don't think rosters will will be shareable though, unfortunately. But okay. to wrap up the news story though, uh, the game's going to be a uh, crossplay between PC and and consoles. Nice. But 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 from no but. Not from PS4 to Xbox One, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Eventually and, it'll happen. Yeah, eventually. Sony. <laughs> Looking at you, Sony. So, uh, the game will release on May 1st for $29.99. And if you're looking for a baseball game and, if, and you're on Xbox One, mm -hmm. I would highly recommend this one. And not I Super I RBI or RBI Baseball? Nope. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. I don't do it. It's a bad time. Uh, Super, Super, Super Mega Baseball blends the uh, blends like arcade and simulation really well, mm -hmm. in my opinion, okay. from what I played. So I, I, I would I would highly recommend you check it out. And apparently, apparently it's going to be free in the games with gold when it comes out on release day. Really? I don't know how true. I don't know how true that is. If so, even more reason to pick it up. But honestly, I would tell you to support Metalhead. Well, don't they get money? I don't know. Like, it's, I don't... it's not like, like if, I mean, unless they're hoping to just get money off of uh, DLC or... DLC is, yeah, uh, but I, stuff. I thought is, they like, got paid like a percentage um of games because otherwise why would you put your game in the gold unless you was hoping to get dlc yeah, yeah no, no okay yeah I, I see your point i i just don't know so i guess for, for that reason which is why i said for that reason um i would say if you have the 30 bucks and if you'd like to do that by all means go ahead and do so but if it is in fact free in the games for gold do it that way too i mean you can do whatever you want your money but i'm just saying Right. I got you. Yeah. 
I'm super excited to see all the cosmetic options though, because I'm looking forward to making some teams. And the the cool thing though is you can you can mix and match the genders. You can have girls on girls and boys on men and women and men and women men and women on teams on the same team. But uh, because you customize everything, I'm looking forward to making an all female team and calling them the Black Widows or something, just because I think it's pretty cool. Right, that's cool. That'll be interesting. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that we can come up with some crazy things for that. Because I've already seen ideas ideas from people talk about how they're gonna um, bring like some players from the major league movies and put them in the game, uh, and different fictional characters from from sports movies and things of that nature. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what people do as far as the creation side of the game goes because. When you give the community uh, the tools to do things and create their own worlds, people will do a really good job of doing it. I'm even expecting to see people make make MLB teams. Right. I mean, that... I wouldn't be surprised. That's usually yeah. <laughs> what happens if you get yeah. a game that doesn't have real teams. You make the real teams. <laughs> yeah. As me personally, for something like that, I would want it to. I want to see what kind of fictional stuff people can do because that's that's the cooler part to me, is the fictional stuff, because that, in my in my opinion, takes more work to do than MLB stuff because it's already there. Yeah, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, it requires more from your art department. (laughs) Yeah, you know. And um, but I think that I think that I think that's it though. I'm okay. looking forward to it, put it that way. Okay. Did you play the first one at all? Um, I think the first one was a part of the the gold service, wasn't it? Yes, I, that that that's when I picked it up. Yeah, so I, was I like, yo, it's really good. I played it, but I'm not as huge of a baseball fan as uh, you are. Like, there's some yeah. issues I have with baseball. Uh, that I won't get into here. We we can talk about that later if you want. <laughs> I I would like to debate you on that actually. Yeah, I would. Yeah, um, but there are issues that I have with baseball, and so I I played it and thought, well, this is kind of fun, but I, I think that was it. I think I <laughs> stopped uh, playing it after that uh, initial contact with it. So okay. Yeah, so I I played it, but um. I can't really say it got me too hyped as much as right. it has hyped you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I it's, it's just coming back to me. One more thing before I move on from this, and I apologize. Um, but it is going to allow for uh, online play between between uh, people now, which is dope. Okay. And there's, leader, there's leaderboards. There's a whole like, pennant race mode you can do online, which is really cool. So I'm looking forward to maybe dropping into some of that. And seeing uh, how that goes, I might right. do it. I don't know. I'm not a big online person when it comes to sports games. I don't like people. Yep. And how, they, and how they play games, but whatever. That was it. I'm done, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. So, uh, it looks like the uh, first Disgaea game uh, being called Disgaea 1 Complete will be headed to America at the end of this year 
and they're going to release it on the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch. So I've heard, I've heard good things about Disgaea. Yes, it's uh, definitely one of my favorite games of all time. And it came out a long, long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. Uh, <laughs> no, to be more precise, so it actually came out in 2003 on the PlayStation 2. So that's, you know, what's that? 18 years? 15? Excuse me, 15 years ago now? Um, that this original game released. And so they are updating it. I believe they're giving it a little more of a graphical overhaul. Um, and they're adding, of course, all the new bits of DLC and, and stuff because they've ported this game over. Like they ported it over to the DS and the PSP and, and they had all these uh, different versions that they've done and they've added more stuff. And so this will even add even more to it uh, than that. And it's going to be in HD. So your uh, artwork and characters should be giving, getting the HD overhauled look. And, uh, you know, as far as strategy uh, RPGs go, this, you know, can't be beaten, honestly. Um, you know, it, it kind of started the whole, or maybe restarted the whole strategy RPG uh, fix for everybody. And you can literally play this game forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you can level up characters. Uh, you can level them up to level 9,999. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, and usually what you do is you will reincarnate them to get better stats so they have higher starting stats and then you level them up again to that level and then they have better stats and so they can even go even higher uh, and level up even more. So it's it's really a perfect time waster and if you buy only one game this millennium, you know, buy this game because... You'll have just that much stuff to do. I'll be playing it forever. Yep. They have so kind of these cool things too. Like there's a hundred dollar, sorry, there's a hundred dollar uh, collector set that you can only get from the NIS America store. But it comes with a lot of cool shit. I'm just gonna uh, quickly go down here. Yep. Um, because it comes with the uh, complete official soundtrack for it. It comes with an official hardcover art book. It comes with a enamel pin set, which there are nine different pins for the characters. Um, it comes with a three coaster set, which are you know what the printies are, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the coasters are printies faces, and it has three of the different uh, printy faces on it, the different colors. That's so there's three cool. printies. Um, they have a terror-resistant poster for the original game artwork. Um, let's see. And then another poster that's different artwork. <laughs> it comes with a pretty cube plush in there. And the last thing that it comes with... <laughs> is they're calling it a no pie etna flat mouse pad <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> uh. no pie well she's super flat chested and in fact in the game they make fun of her because of it like that's of one of the things that they make fun of her about 
Yeah, of course. Um, so that was kind of funny. But then you get this mouse pad, and they have those mouse pads in Japan where, like, the women with their chest, like, it makes them really huge and that. So you have, like, an armrest where you're putting it on their, where their chest would be. Yeah. And so this is humorous because it's the opposite because it doesn't have that because she's flat-chested. And so I, I find that funny. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and that's why they're they're calling it no pie because she doesn't have any opies. Yeah, also, yeah, I guess yeah, also opi is the word for boobs Japanese. <laughs> yep. Like I, when you said that I was like, he didn't he didn't say no pie, did he? I did. I wasn't sure and then and then I was like, Oh wait, no, he did say no pie and I was thinking of something else not related to that. And then you started talking about what it was, and I was like, oh, my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, that's hilarious. It's great. Just, I can could, I could imagine just the luck of shock on the face of the character because of the fact that it's, like, the whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. You know what I mean? Yep. But, yeah. I got that's you. Awesome. So, is it, like, uh, bravely... Not really the default, sorry. Uh, what's it called? Um, Fire Emblem, where like your your character can die, um, and the and the the, the permanent death aspect of it, because you were talking about reincarnation. Um, no, there's no there's no permadeath, uh, in it. Um, if one of your characters die, you just have to go to the nurse, and revive them, pay money to revive them. Gotcha. Um, no. The, the whole reincarnation aspect is that um, it's just a way of, you know, you have a character low stats, and so you uh, gain mana as you kill enemies. And once you get enough mana, you can reincarnate, and then you can use extra mana to, you know, upgrade their stats and make them uh, even more boss-like. So it's not, it's not permadeath. It's just a way of... Um, Making you grind a little more, I guess, uh, with your character. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but any character can do that, and you can even, because uh, you can create your own characters. There's like the story characters you get, but you can also create your own characters uh, from the base sets that they have. Okay. And so when you reincarnate, you could actually change uh, what their character is. Or you can uh, change their skill level because the created characters have like a base rookie and then it kind of goes up. They usually have like five or six better versions of themselves. And so you can take this character that's kind of wimpy now um, but reincarnate them into this next uh, step where they already start with better base stats. And because you're reincarnating you're getting a little bit better base stats uh, on there. Okay, that sounds really cool. And that's because you can customize the characters. You could have a whole party full of customized characters if you wanted to, yep. I guess. Yeah, you could. Like, you... Cause it, well, in addition to story characters, or just, like, you don't even have to use the characters for the story if you don't want to? Um, well... I'm just curious. I yeah. Have no, idea. no, I know that you can... Yeah, no, you... I mean, you could use the, the uh, basic characters if you wanted to. Because you'll... Uh, even going through the story, you'll have them uh, like come up and you pick what guys you want to come out. And you can only have, I think it's 10. I could be wrong. But you can pull out like 10 characters at a time. 
Um, and if they die, you can't pull out another character. So you're kind of stuck with that, you know, that base 10 that you have. That's that's it. Once you pull them out, you have to send someone back to your base if okay. you want to pull out a different character. Oh, okay. I got and you. so I usually got the story characters, um, they get special attacks that the base characters can't get or won't get. And so usually... I stick with the story characters just because they they're gonna get better um, special attacks, if you will. Yeah. Than the base ones will, but I do try and, and uh, keep the base ones around uh, yeah. for certain and stuff. Yeah, you'll customize those. You'll have like one or two, whatever. Like you might make yourself and someone else or whatever if you wanted to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 so much depth to this game too. Like this is the first one, and obviously the the next five six the sky games they've had they've uh added like an extreme layer of depth to it <laughs> mm-hmm. so if you want to get into the series i think this is the best one to start with because it has the minimalist uh, as far as um what you can do because like in the later games you can actually train characters to have uh skills and stuff that they normally wouldn't have and oh, so there's, okay. it's like it's way more in depth. But this is a great starting point. Um, as far as getting into the Disgaea strategy games, go. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. That sounds really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I'll have to uh, check it out. Add it to my backlog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. Yeah. Is there a price? Um, or I, all they give a price for is for the. Uh, collector's edition okay um which is 99 dollars for that um but it i i assume it's going to be 60 bucks i assume it's going to be 59.99 okay uh, with the amount of content though in the in the game it sounds like it's worth the full 60 oh yeah oh yeah like i said i just from an outsider's perspective of course yeah like no i had a friend he had played it and he had over 2000 hours put into it and he was oh. still playing it so <laughs> yeah so i mean if you like strategy games um or you just want a game that'll last a while this is a game to do it so i would just recommend buying it and having it byron you don't have to play it you know it's right. added to your backlog but it's, it's such a good game and a good series that uh, I think you should at least check it out and at least check out the the story because there's extra bits once you unlock uh, beat the final boss you can go back and replay the game again and there are certain uh, different endings you can get depending on how you uh, play the game oh okay like there's an ending if you accidentally kill um, your own characters uh, because that can happen with special attacks and stuff um, or you can just go up and attack them. And so if you kill, like, I think there's an ending if you don't kill any of your friends. There's an ending if you kill at least one. And then there's an ending if you kill, like, 20 or more. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So there's uh, lots of different endings you can get as well. But the, the base story is, is good enough that you could just play that. Because after, after you complete that and get all, like, the endings, there are... Um, extra kind of bonus stories that aren't really canon, if you will. Like, they don't really talk about it in the main uh, story, but it is there and it's available. 
Okay. It's kind of hard to explain. I feel like we should move no. along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, no, no, you're good. But, you're good. Um, I mean, we could go into it more in depth uh, later. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. So, uh, moving forward here, um, Overwatch is doing some updates. Hanzo, Lucio, and Junkrat are getting some, getting some changes to them. And there's a new map coming as well. Cool. Uh, the new map is is called Rialto and set in Italy. In particular, I believe it's set in Venice because it's based off of the uh, retribution event that's currently going on. Um, but the big thing I want to talk about are Hanzo's changes in particular. Uh, Hanzo is Hanzo's uh, scatter arrow, which has caused many annoyances for people, including myself. Shooting your arrow, shooting your scare, your scatter arrow at the ground, and getting a kill is the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. So, his scatter arrow is getting getting uh, replaced, and replacing that is his new ability called Storm Arrows. So, what these allow him to do, they allow him to fire up to up to six arrows for less damage, but always at full power. He also has a new lunge ability, and that's going to allow him to leap horizontally in the air by pressing by pressing jump while while in the air. Um, the speed of his projectiles. So he gets a double jump. Sort of. Okay. Sort of, but not really. It's it's more it's more of a it's more of like a strafe uh, jump, like in either direction. So but, um, it's more of a dash. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but uh, there is. Uh, he's also getting a uh, increase in his basic arrow uh, projectile speed. They're getting uh, sped up from eighty-five to hundred. Okay. And uh, finally, his sonic arrow. Uh, the cooldown's being changed. It's now. It's going to be twelve seconds instead of the current twenty. But. It's only gonna last six seconds. It's yeah, it's only gonna last six seconds, and it's going to have its radius decrease to seven meters. Okay. So, so in the so the uh, the duration the duration of the of the arrow was ten seconds, now six. The radius was ten meters, now down to seven meters. Um, in the uh, in the in the uh, in the in the patch notes, the quote from Blizzard says. The goal of these Hanzo changes is to allow him to have new options and maintain his high damage output while removing the frustration of fighting against the old scatter arrow. Hanzo is now much more mobile with his new lunge ability, and with the combination of, bow, of the bow projectile speed increase and the new storm arrow's ability, he can now he can now deal his high damage more consistently than ever before. So, I'm hoping that uh, this will alleviate some of the changes for... Hanzo and some of the annoyances that players, including myself, have had with Hanzo. I'm honestly looking forward to trying him out now with the, with the, with the, uh, the Storm Arrows. I don't play Hanzo, but it's right. just fun to try new things. So, I think he was the first character I tried. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so hard to play him on console. For me, it is anyway. You played him on PC? No, but I'm just oh. saying, like, it's hard to play him on console. For me, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just uh, but, hard for you to play him. Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> but uh, these uh, these changes are currently on the uh, on the in the PTR, and there'll be a release date. Just don't know when yet. But when when there is one, I'll let you know. All right. Cool. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you hear my thoughts, I'm sure. Yep, exactly. You know I love your thoughts. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move this train along. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures Incorporated have registered a trademark for Ultra Shiny in Japan. I thought you were going to say Nightmare Creatures for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why would... <laughs> Game Freak. I don't... Okay, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I I'm not even creatures. going there. I'm not. I heard creatures, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that very creature." There it is. I got it. I got it. No, guys. creatures incorporated. <laughs> That's like, well, no, creatures incorporated is like a Pokemon company that they kind of split off from Game Freak because Game Freak was the original Pokemon. Yeah. And now Game Freak helps with that, but they're not like 100% everything, uh, Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But anyways, they've registered a trademark. There's uh, not any info or context with how the trademark will be used, however. So it could be anything from video game to trading card game to any of the toys or even instant curry ramen that it could be used for. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll have to see how this is used. Um, but right now, that's that could also be uh, something to do with the Nintendo Switch version of Pokemon. It could be. Could be. Could be. That's just speculation. It could also not be. It could yeah, it could also not. <laughs> really hope so. Yep. But yeah, that was a, a basic uh news story. Yeah, I I'll tell you what though. Um when when the Pokemon game does come to the Switch, that may be enough. Oh to really? Pick one up. Maybe enough to pick one up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, maybe enough to pick one up. Mostly for the simple fact that I can take it with me. Right. Yeah. Hook it up and take it with you. Yeah, man. You could even hook it up to dumb. your Xbox if you're running out of plugs there. Oh, yeah, I guess I could, huh? Uh-huh. That is kind of cool. I guess I could do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we could do that. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about the possibility of that for a second. Like, how do we do? Oh, okay, yeah. But no, I've, I've been looking forward to seeing and hearing more about the Pokemon Switch game. That's possibly yeah. coming. Um, so, I know. Uh, I, yeah. I'm just, I I'm think um, E3, it'll be revealed more. And we'll probably have yeah. a more firmer release date. Because they kind of... Um, they kind of announced Super Mario uh, Odyssey at, like, E3, I swear. And then they're all like, oh, yeah, and it's coming out this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so I I'm hoping it's something like that. But they go at E3 and they're like, hey, guys, just, like, we're, you know, we're working on Pokemon Switch, the Switch game, and it's going to come out this year or, you know, holiday season, whatever. Cool. Well, like, they... I, I, Sorry. I don't... I, it's okay. I don't want. Uh, I don't want to hear about it, and then have to wait a little bit, like until right. like, next year or something. That's just me personally. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure most people are like me though. You know, now yeah. we're in. Now we're in the age of where we want to hear about things and know they're coming out within a reasonable time frame. Right. 
Yeah, because if well, I think part of that is because our hearts have been hurt too much with games like, oh yeah, we're working on this game. It's coming out next year, this year. Oh, oops, we gotta postpone it. It's coming out <laughs> the year after, yeah. and then oh no, we we canceled it. Scale bound. <laughs> yeah, it still right. hurts, brother. <laughs> still hurts, man. Still um, hurts. <laughs> yeah, but so I I agree with you. Um, I just uh, I just know that they haven't really like announced like a new killer app game, um, unless they plan on Super Smash Brothers being that yeah, game. That, yeah, for this year and then next year they'll do Pokemon Switch maybe. Yeah, but they they still haven't kind of announced that. So I feel like there's a game that they're waiting for to a kind of maybe not reveal it three like maybe they'll have a direct here in May. That they'll announce, you know, that they're working on it, and then E3 they'll go. Oh, by the way, comes out this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I feel like I'm waiting for Nintendo to do that. I just don't know what game they're going to do that with. Yeah. It'll it'll be it'll be it'll be Smash Bros. for the Switch or Pokemon, maybe even Metroid because we know they're doing that too. Right. I thought they already announced uh, Smash Bros. was coming out this year though. They may have, and I may have missed it. I thought they did. But anyways, yeah. uh, what's your last news story? Yeah, the last one that I have is that Star Wars Battlefront 2 has apparently taught EA a lesson that, quote, or a, quote, lesson they will never forget. So uh, EA's Patrick uh, so- Soderlin, he's the chief design officer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke about the whole Star Wars Battlefront 2 debacle and the loot box thing and all that stuff. Is he, he the EA guy or the Dice guy? He's the EA guy. Okay. Yeah. He um he said to uh the, the, the Verge in in an in interview, uh, he said, quote, I'd be lying if I told you that, I'd be lying if I told you that uh what's happened with Battlefront and everything surrounding loot boxes haven't had an effect on EA as a company and management. We can shy away from it and pretend it didn't happen, or we can act responsibly and realize we made mistakes. And try to rectify that. I've heard rectify those and learn from them. So maybe we'll see. We'll see. That we'll see if if they actually mean what they say, and that they've learned from these issues. Because we know we know they're working on a Star Wars, uh, you know, RPG thing or a Star Wars game or something like that. They're doing uh, Anthem with Bioware. Um. They still, they still got the sports titles and all that. Right. Uh, they are reintroducing microtransactions into Battlefront 2 for Star Wars, anyway. Um, I mean, which isn't the prize because they said they were going to do it. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I just, I don't, I'm taking this with a grain of salt. Right. Because it's EA. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. because, because it's EA, I have to take it with a grain of salt because... I don't, I don't trust you guys, um, because you, for me, you have taken one of my, or two of my favorite franchises, Star Wars and Mass Effect, and you've given them bad reputations, which they don't deserve, because of your practices. Yep. Now, Mass Effect, Mass Effect, we could say, is a whole other issue, and it's more of a Bioware thing than, than an EA thing. Well, then we'd have to say that Star Wars Battlefront 2 is more of a dice thing and not an EA thing. Yeah, we could. I mean, we, I mean, we, we totally could, but I still think, though, that 
um, both play a role. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sort of like with uh, Activision and the games that and the companies that they have with their game umbrellas and stuff. So they they play a role in those. So in that. Well, no, I was saying that I agree with you, and that I think EA is at fault, not Dice or. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Bioware, because I don't think game developers go in unless they're you know unreputable. But I don't think they go in and and go, oh hey, let's make as much money as possible. They think, let's make a game that people will like and they'll want to buy and play, so that they can make the next game that people will want to buy and play. That's what you know, I believe too. Game developers don't think how can we rake people over the coals for money. Yeah. Publishers do though. Right. Yeah. I 100% agree with you there personally, yeah. because if you're if you're a game you're a game developer, you it's kind of in the title you want to develop games people want to play, yeah. and that you and that you would want to play as well. Um. So yeah, I I hope that this is a turning point for EA and that they will make some changes to their models and show me and those of us who distrust EA that they are listening that they did that that they do care about the people who are buying games from them from their companies right yep so we'll see man yep we will and that was all I had you got one more though I'm sure I do and it kind of piggybacks off of uh, your last news story here Oh, look at that. Yeah, because the Dutch Gaming Authority, who regulates gambling in the Netherlands, has announced that loot boxes are indeed to be considered gambling. Huh. And they likened it to loot boxes being like a slot machine or a roulette. And so... The the Dutch Gaming Authority, they uh, their regulating body investigated 10 popular games that have loot boxes in there. And they found four of them that had elements in them that can also be found in the gambling world. So in these games, the items could be traded to provide economic value and thus violated the rules of chance. The other six did fall within gambling laws, but were still criticized in how they were implemented. So, the four games that um, they found to be uh, like gambling was Dota 2, FIFA 18, PUBG, and Rocket League. So... They have given the four problematic games two months to change their loot box system in order to comply with the Dutch gambling laws or risk being fined or prohibited from being sold in the Netherlands. And the interesting part about this is will these games change the way that they um, operate and will that be a cascade effect? In that, you know, across the board, uh, every single one of these games will change uh, to apply with Dutch gaming laws, or will they just change the Dutch version, or will yeah. they just uh, not change anything and risk the fine or the the ban? Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be really interesting to see. And the one that sticks out to me though is PUBG. Um, I just because. Just because that's one that's one that I recognize, and I don't play the others. So, you've never um, played Rocket League. 
Oh no, I have. I just didn't really mess with any of the stuff in it. Yeah, so because I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure I have a have video of you and me, like you passing me the ball and me yeah. kicking it into the. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've played it for sure. I yeah. just never really messed with the loot boxes and the loot system in the game. Right. Um, but I do know that PUBG's in particular, it's kind of egregious because, um, it's like you spend the seven the points, however many points it is. Seven hundred to start. Yeah, and you get one item, and then it goes up each time you buy one in that. Seven. Yeah, that's what I think is BS. And you get one item. You still get one item, so it doesn't matter. You could spend twelve hundred battle points and get one item. It's stupid. Right. Here's what I that found out, though. It doesn't matter, but still. <laughs> yeah. What I found out, though, is that you can only do it, I think it's five times, and then you can't get any more for the rest of the week. That's weird. Yeah. Huh. So it's it's kind of lame. but And I get what they're saying because I think this applies to the Steam version because you can't do this on the Xbox right now for PUBG. But on the Steam version, if you get an item that's like super rare, mm -hmm. you can post it to the Steam page and people can pay real money to buy that item. Oh, yeah. That's kind of dumb. In fact, yeah. I, I read a story of a guy that had gotten one of the rare cloaks item and he put it up for sale and someone paid $1,000 for that item. Wow. Yeah. Insanity. <laughs> yeah. So I, I understand what, what they're talking about here. I don't really know much about Dota 2. And I don't know if FIFA 18 has, like, because uh, uh, FIFA's only on Origin. And so I don't know yeah. if you can, like, well, I guess there is a, there is an in-game. In no, yeah, there's the in-game the in uh, auction house. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, so but, I'm I'm interested to see if this causes sweeping change or if it does little to nothing or if it'll cause other um, states and authorities to actually look at these and go, you know, they're right. It does have elements of gambling and we might get rid of loot boxes altogether. Woo! Yeah, yeah might. <laughs> Speak loud yeah. enough and your voice will eventually yeah. be heard. A man can dream, though. A yeah, man that, that, that's sort dream. of the... Uh, Sort of, sort of the motto here. Speak loud enough and your voice will eventually be heard. Yep. So, yeah, so that's um, that's where uh, I guess we can end it. Yeah, sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Yeah. So I still wanted to talk about that we are still doing the um, Top 300 Games Tournament, as I'm calling it. Um, we're still doing it on the joystick uh, Facebook page and we're doing it on the R&R uh, Twitter page so you can like heart or retweet on any of those to vote uh, for each game and we're trying to figure out which game is going to win um, probably going to still take <laughs> uh, probably at least another month uh, to get through the rest of the games because 300 and 2 on 2 matches are pretty difficult <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you should definitely get involved in this. It's a really fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, this wasn't our list, though. This was a list of things that were 
that was uh, by another. Right. Uh, right. So we plagiarized the list from Game Informer. <laughs> yeah. Because. We, 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 wanted, we wanted to see. Well, part of it is that their ordering was really like, it just threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Like the way they ordered uh, the games. Yeah. Like I think they had the original Super Mario Brothers is like 66th on the list. It could be higher. Yeah, I feel like it totally should be higher. Um, and so, uh, and I couldn't tell if they were going from like, well, this game is really popular; it's what we like, or if they was going from a technical standpoint because, like, some of the notes they had was, oh, hey, this this game was really inventive, but then it's like, but then you have the sequel that did better job than this one did. Uh-huh. You know, it's even yeah. more innovative. Why are you having both? <laughs> you know? Uh, like, I think it had all three Mass Effects on there. And I'm like, I, f- I feel like they could do one. I feel like they could pick their favorite and and do one. Uh, since, uh, as far as I'm aware, they don't really change a whole lot as far as gameplay goes. You know, like, I know they added multiplayer... Um, in three, so you could argue that, that that's better because it has the multiplayer aspect in it. Um, or you could argue choices, but I kind of feel like they could have made just one uh, be the best. And even with Mario, like, what's your favorite? What was the best so Mario? Many Mario games. You know, so many Mario games. Yeah. And so I, I feel like they could have narrowed that down. And even the Zelda games, like, I I feel like. If I had a list of 300 games, all the Zelda games would be on it. <laughs> right. But if we're talking about technical aspects, then I'd probably narrow it down to just one game because they are kind of the same game, just yeah. different stuff. So technically, I think I would only add one Zelda game on that list. Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, we this is something we just wanted to do just to see, you know? Yeah, wanted to see if, if we... Uh, if it was the same, and I can already tell you that it's not. Like we've gone through so many games, and there have been so many upsets in games that were super high on the list that are already out of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, and they're March Madness. March Madness. What? More more upsets than than March Madness itself. Oh oh yeah, exactly. This March Madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <With> <laughs> So yeah, so you can uh, you should definitely check us out on Twitter, uh, follow us so that you uh, find out about that or on the joystick page. Make sure that you like their page so that every time because this is a daily thing. Like every day except for Sundays, we're uh, taking Sundays off. <laughs> but every day but Sunday, we're posting four games for you to uh, like or heart or retweet uh, for us so that we can find out who is the best yeah exactly exactly and with all that being said uh we're done right yep and we're out of here thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 41 of the rnr gaming podcast once again we are a part of the joystick entertainment network before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs, go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter. We're at the R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. Find myself on Twitter at Macrobov. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. Byron's on Twitter at 
B underscore Ron one four one seven. Where else can they find us, Byron? They can also find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Castbox app. If you want to find more of me, you can find me on Twitch. I'm streaming somewhat daily now over there. That's uh, twitch.tv slash B underscore Ron one four one seven. One more time twitch.tv slash b underscore ron 1417 i just finished up child of light yesterday it's a fantastic game beautiful game mm-hmm. um disappointed i didn't get to watch that yeah that, um, i'm hurt you missed it too man i'm really hurt <laughs> but past, past broadcast so you can check it out there um so i want to be able to communicate live with you fair fair <laughs> enough um i'm probably gonna be streaming today as of recording i don't know when but um i'll you know See how that goes. Yeah, anyway, usually start about one Eastern. Yeah, usually, but not yeah. today. Oh, not today though. Uh, right. My brother's my brother's birthday is today, so I'm actually going to get out of here and go celebrate some that with him before oh. he has other plans for the evening. Well, tell him happy birthday. <laughs> I will. I will. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in. You got to come back though next week. Uh, Ken, tell him why. Yeah, come back next week because everyone could use a little more R and R. Whenever you say, and we're out of here, that I imagine like Kermit the Frog, like screaming up at the air, like shaking back and forth. Waving his arms frantically. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I do that. So you're not too far off. Okay.